Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. I want to talk from a subject, don't get it twisted. Y'all be seated, be seated, be seated, be seated. Y'all, God moves us down the path of destiny through desires, promises, dreams, and visions. Oh, I forgot. When I need an amen, I will, I will signal you. This is, how, this is when I need one. Amen. I didn't hear y'all over there. What's wrong? Amen. All right. Okay. He moves us down the path of destiny with desires and dreams and vision and promises. Now, when I start saying, when I say like a desire, desire is this craving or this longing or this something you want that gives you the strength to walk past what other folks settle for. Oh, you, you missed that right there. See, a desire, a desire. Y'all remember Jeremiah 1? Just act like you do and say amen. Come on. Okay. Jeremiah 1, when he says, okay, he said, Jeremiah, you know, you're a kid. Don't worry about being a kid. Don't worry about any of that. He said, because I put my word in your mouth. Now, I thought he meant like I put scriptures in there or I put, you know, all these concepts. He said, no, no. I put my word, the word there, Hebrew, dabar, I put what I was thinking in your mouth. Uh-oh. He said, in other words, God said, I was thinking about something when I made you. It's going to hit you in a minute. He said, and so I put that in your mouth. Okay, here it is on this side. He said, I have something that I want for your life. And so I'm going to put it in your mouth. I'm going to give you a taste for something. Okay. He says, I'm going to put something in your mouth. I'm going to give you a taste for something that will make you such that you can't settle for what everybody else settles for. Because there's a, oh God, I wish I had me some. I don't know if you've ever had anybody wondering how come you weren't satisfied with this down here. And you tried not to be judgmental, but you said, but there's something. I got a taste for something better. I got a, oh Lord, who I got to preach to. And people won't understand that, but God gave it to you. He put his word. Look, do that at your neighbor now. If you ain't been feeling good, sit still, don't do that. Be spitting and whatnot at folks. <laughs> but through desire. Yeah. Then he does also dreams. Dream. He gets because he's trying to move us down the path. And we have a tendency to want to stay in the same place. We get comfortable. Okay, I said I have to roll my sleeves. We get comfortable. But a dream, a dream is a vision that God gives you during a time. It's, it's, it's when God shows you something when your sight is limited. It's dark, but you can still see something. 
There's nothing around you. It's like your eyes are not helping you. But God has put a picture on the inside of you of what he wants for your life. And even though it's dark, you still have the courage to move because you see some. There may not be a lot of people with dreams in here. But if you, if, you are, if you are one of those persons, then you know what it is to have something. You can't even explain it to other people because it's not something you see with your eyes. It's, it's, it's just it's a picture in a dark season of your life. You can still, the checkbook still look low. But what you see is something greater because he's got a vision. Oh, y'all out here. You know, when we were little kids, this reminds me of like a vision. Now, you know, vision is a snapshot of the intent of God. I got that. It is when God gives us a picture of his intent for a people or a place, da-da-da-da-da, long definition. But if you, you remember when you were young and they told you don't stay at the light? I'm going to do it right now. If you stay at a light long enough. Now, don't stay at it too long. You go blind. You can't sue me or this church. I'm just telling you. But if you stare at that light long enough, then even when you look away, you still see it. Watch this. That's when that thing has become a vision in you. Oh, no, you, you, you missed that. You, some, some folk, you can see it, but, but, but it's only when your eyes are closed. He's got to give it to you when you're asleep. He's got to give it to you when you're not around it. But when that thing gets birthed big enough in your spirit, you start looking. You can look at a raggedy car and still see on top of that car what God showed you got nobody to talk to because I stand at the light long enough when I look away I still see the light but it's superimposed on what is God is saying he wants to show you some stuff and get it so strong down in your spirit that even when you look at a circumstance they say you're not doing well you can see a healed body on top of a doctor's report that's how he leads us that vision I can still see it on top. Y'all kind of stressed in your marriage. You grin for church, though. You grin for church. Praise God. Overcomers. You get in the car. Don't say nothing to me. Not y'all. This down in Greenville. You mess around. See, that's why I come to church. Because I, I, need, I need to be upon an anointed man that is on the word of God coming into my life. That's why y'all are here. Because when he preaches, that vision gets bigger and stronger. Okay, maybe somebody, maybe up here. When he's preaching, it's feeding something in me. It's feed, All week long, you're dealing with a bunch of noise and a bunch of folk with a bunch of mouth. But when I come into the house of God, the word of God starts feeding something in me. It starts getting stronger in me until when I go back to that situation, I can see the will of God already on top of what is. That's what he does. He gives us these dreams and visions. And he gives us promises, whispers of better. His pledge that he's getting ready to do something for you. And these things are designed to move us down the path. Because, you know, you know, we have that, again, a tendency to get overly relaxed. I shouldn't have to do it section by section. Come on here. Right? We do, we do. Acts 1 and 8, you're going to receive power after the Holy Ghost come upon you. You're going to be witnesses, all these places. They say, I ain't going there. You going? I don't know nobody in Samaria. I'm going to stay right here. 
So in Acts 1 and 8, he told them to go. But in Acts 8 and 1, he had to send persecution to make them go. Because if he can't use a vision, a dream, a promise, <laughs> he'll use pain. I wish it had me somebody. He'll use pain if he can't move you through a promise, if he can't move you through a dream, if he can't move you through a desire, if he can't move you through vision, he'll let pain. That's why some of the stuff that happened in your life, the people start flipping out on you. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. God told you to leave him alone a long time ago, but you wouldn't let him go. So he said, I'm going to let him worry you near about to death. When they get through treating you like dirt, you'll walk off. Thank y'all for coming. God bless world overcomer. gives us these things and they talk to us because they're designed to take our focus off of our right now the dream the vision the promise the desire is to get you and I to not get overly consumed with our right now moment I tell y'all told, told, told my church all the time this is how most of us live right here I'm not using the phone I won't even use it because that'll mess it up just like this. Our whole life represented right here. And we keep it just like this. So how many know if one thing is wrong, it look like everything is wrong? You got to pull that thing back. See, if I'm too self-centered, one thing going wrong and I'm depressed. Got to pull it back some. You're too in your right now. I can remember I remember the day the lady called me to tell me I had the cancer. Well, I called her. No, she called me. And she, I thought I had sent her some kind of little basket with some cheese and, you know, them little things, the cheese and the meat. Y'all don't send nobody no basket? That's messy. Okay. Well, I had sent her something. I had surgery, and I sent her something. And she was calling, so I thought she was calling to thank me for the basket. She thanked me, but that ain't what I remember the most. She said, uh, uh, uh. Pastor Bishop, I don't remember what she called. She said, um, um, we found cancer. I said, oh, okay. That was cool. I said, oh, okay. What we're going to do? I said, so what, what do we do now? So she, she, started, she started saying, and I said, all right. I said, well, I was getting ready to go to the movie. So she said, well, you need to get a, um, a doctor's appointment. I'm going to make an appointment. I said, is it a good doctor? <laughs> then I said, would you send your mama there? <laughs> and then, she, then I said, wait a minute. Do you like your mama? Before <laughs> right? But here's the thing. Now, I got off the phone. I had a little moment. I sat there. I said, dog, darn. That's okay. I said, well, I'm saved, so. Hey. Then I was sitting there for a second. I said, hmm, I ain't fitting to die of this. Not right now. No, I ain't no way down to this. I said, I ain't studying this. I said, all right, cool. All right, time to go to the movies. <laughs> Darling, in my line. She, she pulled up the picnic. I, now, I will go and tell you. I don't remember what movie we saw, but I still went. Why? My whole life ain't wrapped up in one thing. Oh, no, that's just one element. I wish I had me somebody. That's just one element of your life. You need to pull. Sometimes you got people too close in your face. Sometimes you got situations too close in your You need to pull it back some. That way, if they start tripping out, they're just one part of a big thing. Somebody shout, don't get it twisted. Let me get in this thing. 
that dream, that desire, that vision is designed to pull your attention away. That's what he did. He said, Abram, go outside. He said, I'm going to give you something to look at at night and something to look at in day. He said, when it's dark, I gave you stars. I'm giving you a picture you can see when your eyes are generally no good. You're going to catch it in just a hint. He said, that's what I, he said, I'm giving you something to encourage you in night seasons. And then I want you to look at sand during the day and remind yourself I'm getting ready to do something for you. See, your dream and your vision, that desire and that promise is there to move you. Get your eyes off of it. David said, I would have fainted if I hadn't believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Even Jesus had to have something to look forward to. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. You and I got to have something besides our right now to look forward to. It ought to talk to us too. And it's going to take faith. Okay, Lord. I, I said it's going to take faith. Now, I have long definitions. Are y'all okay with that? When he told me what time I was going to get up, I said, uh-oh. Because they're going to be tired by the time I get up. And I'm kind of long with my definitions. I don't want them nodding. Y'all know what to do if you get sleepy in church? You stand up. Let me show you how you do it. So that you sitting there and you start to, What you do, you stand up and you hold your Bible. That way I'm encouraged. Don't nobody know any different, right? Okay, so we're ready to go. Thank you, Doc. I appreciate it. No, I'm joking. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing. It's going to take faith for you to get to what God showed you. Y'all know it. Church built on it. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our, even our what? Even our what? Here's the thing. So I have long definitions. Here's, here's what I'm working with now. Faith is the confidence I have in the character of God. Like I see my members, they know it. And in the truth of God's word that shifts me into another realm. In that realm, I get the want to, how to, and the ability to believe what I cannot see, withstand what I could not have withstood, do what I normally couldn't do, and receive what I'm not eligible for. Oh, come on. Where are you? Where are you? Faith, here it is again. Faith is the confidence I have in the character of God. Oh, let me, sit, let me sit there for a second. Because there may be some things that you're believing for or some whispers that you have. And you're like, well, I don't really see that in the scripture. Like when he told me to believe for a jet. Now, you know, I, just, I ain't know. My grandfather, my church was on 6101 Neck Road in Huntersville, North Carolina. We don't know nothing about no jets. I saw them almost break into a fight over a $200 vehicle allowance for my grandfather. But God put a in my mouth. Right? I had no verse to go to. See, you got to develop faith in the character of God. Okay, you don't, you're, you're not. Okay, okay. Character of God. Wait a minute. Let me see somebody. I know a lot of y'all don't know me. And there's a, who, who said, I didn't know who you were. I, when you got up, I was like, darn, Pastor Andy ain't here. Who, who, I know there's somebody. Don't raise your hand. I ain't going to be offended. Didn't I see your hand back there? In that black, you got on glasses right there? Yes, ma'am, that's you. You don't know me, do you? She's like, dog, I thought Pastor Andy. Well, I'm here now. Okay, right. I got you. I got you. So watch this. What's your name, love? 
Well, no, it's a lady back there. I'm sorry. What is it, love? Trinity. Hey. Hi. All right, Trinity. So I'm going to go in my left pocket, okay? Okay. See, let me show you. Let me show you what happened. Where, 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 some of my Cornelia members right there. Now, see why they have, they hollering and Trinity ain't even buzzed. No, this is, this is important. Watch this now. Trinity ain't blinked. She don't, and? Watch this. Because Trinity doesn't know me. Bring me your mind. She doesn't know me and she doesn't know my character. If she knew me, then she would have started hollering. Come in, Trinity. Because I don't go in my left pocket unless I'm getting ready to give somebody some money. Y'all sit, y'all don't miss this. You better hurry up. See, again, she can't, she don't know no more. She's sweet. She's sweet. That's okay. No, no, no. She's, she's just as sweet as she can be. Watch this. So when I said, I'm getting ready to go in my left pocket, you see my members up there, they hollering. In fact, they don't even like you. I'm going to put it out. I'm going to tell you why they don't like you. Because they know if I had, see, they can't understand. This is $500. So they don't understand. But see, you didn't know the holler, did you? Next time if I say I'm going in my left pocket, what you gonna do? I know you will, baby. I know you will. I know you will. I need y'all to get that, though. So if you know the character of God, he ain't got to do nothing but say he gonna do it, and you already go into... So faith, we got to hurry. I see the clock run faster up here. Faith is the confidence I have in the character of God. Sit down, don't make me nervous. In the character of God and in the truth of God's word, it shifts me into another realm. Because now I'm getting a want to, I'm getting a how to, the ability to believe what I can't see. I don't see why you all excited because you... Because I can believe something I can't see. You can't see it. I can't see it. Don't matter. I heard him whisper it. Oh, he's not a man that he should lie. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. I can believe what I cannot see. I can withstand what I normally couldn't withstood. When I'm in faith. When I live by faith. Because see, I, like these young people, all this cussing they're doing. I don't know what these folk doing. I, grew, I came up with Richard Pryor. Y'all don't know who that is, do you? Y'all sanctified. These little folk, Kevin Hart, these new people, they don't know how to cuss. I'm talking about, they practicing. They putting a word, they don't even go together. The mess don't even go together. Richard Pryor wrote a book on this thing. I studied under him and got an A. Oh, God, that's funny. Watch this. Used to be if somebody had done something or pulled out in front of me or did something, I would carry them to chapter four in that very same book because I couldn't stand anything. But now I'm walking by faith. And I can withstand stuff I normally couldn't have withstood. Watch this. I can receive. I got to run through it. I can receive what I'm not eligible for. I can do what I couldn't have done. Here's the thing. And so I got to do this little part. Are y'all still awake? Okay, check your neighbor. If they sleep, push them. If they push you back, you're on your own because I didn't bring my gun. Right? 
Well, actually, okay, moving on. Faith, I need you to get this because this is key. Faith is persuasion and it is process. Okay, Trinity, you ain't sleep, are you? All right, I ain't fit to ask you for it back. She said, damn. Right? I'm not going to do that. So, Trinity, you got five $100 bills, right? Now, you seem super happy when you walk back. Now, I got a question for you. How would you have been if one side of the bill was like a normal $100 bill, but the other was blank? See, her face twisted up. Because that would have made it counterfeit. Faith is both persuasion and process. It's, it's, it's what I believe, but it's also how I behave. It's what I know, but it's how I flow. So, I, you know, in the old saints, man, they, you couldn't beat them. And I believe God going to do it. Oh, one day, you know, you're like, oh, oh, Lord, I believe. They meant that thing. Am I right? They prayed us in. That's probably why we're sitting here now. They believed, but they did not fully understand the process part of faith. And you need both so it won't be counterfeit. We got to hurry. We got to hurry. So faith is persuasion and it is. Okay. It's what I believe, but it's also how I behave. It's what I know, but it's also how I. So here it is. Here's the thing. If I only have persuasion, I can stand. But if I develop the process, I can soar. No, come on. Bring me mind. We got to hurry. We got to hurry. See. Me believe, I know he's going to do it. I know he's going to do it. I can stand and I can wait. But if I have the process, then watch this. Then I understand there are certain things I have to do. Yeah, I got to pray and believe I receive when I pray. I got to practice it. That means I got to act like it's already so. Come on here. That means I got to make my profession. I got to speak that thing. I got to call those things which be not as though they were. And then I got to praise persuasion and process. I got to give you this real quick. Okay, do you, and, and I'm going to show you, they can sometimes work one without the other. Anybody got a great big TV? You look like you got a big TV. I know you got one, trying to act like you ain't got one. You got, you got, like, yeah, great big 70-inch TV, frolicking, right? Now, there are two things you got to have for that thing to work. You got to have power going into the house and a remote that can cut it on. You got to have power going into the house. And you got to have a, grandma say a moat. What a moat to cut the thing on. The moat control, right? Watch this. Persuasion connects me to power. Process is my remote control. Okay, quick, come, we got to hurry, we got to hurry. All right, so y'all remember Peter, remember Pete, Jesus, Jesus, Pete, 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 Pete. Pete, Pete was a member of my church. He said, said cussing, fighting Peter, the Cornelia member. I think he had watch care here at World Overcomers too, though. I'm just, oh God, that was funny. Y'all don't even know what watch care is. Remember, Jesus said, uh, Pete, everybody's going to deny me. He said, I ain't going to never deny you. Who? He, not me. 
You better check them chumps over there. Jeez, you do recall I'm the one that walked on water. I ain't trying to throw no shade, but that was me out there with you. And Jesus said, Pete, I prayed for you that your faith fail not. Jesus prayed what? That his faith would not fail. Jesus, who prayed it? Jesus. Question. You think Jesus' prayer gets answered? Okay, we're waiting, and then we got an issue. We got an issue. I got an issue. If Jesus' prayer got answered and Jesus prayed that his faith didn't fail, I called him 20-some verses later, cussing folk out. Look like it failed to me. Jesus said, Pete, I pray that your faith doesn't fail. I got to hurry. That your faith doesn't fail. He said, the girl said, you one of them. No, I ain't. Quit playing. She said, yeah, you are, Doc. You one of them. He said, look here, little girl. You know, that's when people get serious. Look here, little girl. I said I ain't one of them. She waited a little bit. He said something. She said, yes, you are. You talk just like him. So he went to Richard Pryor's book. He went to chapter 5 and cussed her out. Read your Bible. That's the word, isn't it? And the cock crow. So my question is, if Jesus prayed that his faith wouldn't fail, how come he failed? Because faith is not just persuasion. It is It's not just what I believe, but it's how I behave. Watch this. It ain't just power going to the house. It's also the... Watch this. So what Jesus said, he said, Pete, look here. You're going to get in a tight situation. I feel a praise sneaking up my back leg, the back part right here. He said, he said, you're going to get in a situation, and you're going to get under pressure. I don't want this for you, but this is what you're going to do. You're going to cut the power off the TV. Because when the power is on the TV, when you use the remote, you can see the image. But when you cut the remote off, you lose the image. As long as your remote is on, I see Jesus in you. As long as your remote is on, I can see the presence of God. But if you get under pressure and cut the remote off, then we can't see Jesus no more. This is what he prayed. He said, Peter, I'm praying for you that when you cut the TV off, your victory is I ain't snatched power from the house. Oh, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. You got, did you get it? He said, see, he could be the kind of God that when I get messy and cut the remote off, he just cut the power off like if you four days late with that bill. Y'all missed the place to shout. But can I just say today in world over hummus, how glad I am for those times when I messed around and cut the remote off. I got under pressure. I got mad. I wasn't doing what I should have done. And I cut the remote off. I just want to thank God that he did not take the power from the house. Church say yes. All right, sit down. Let's run. Let's run. That clock got a demon. Don't come here no more with no clock like that. That's it. So here's the thing. God gives us desires and dreams and vision and promises to move us down the path. But it's going to take faith. It's going to take what? Faith. Here's the thing. God wants you to go after what he showed you. 
Okay. She's got one hand over there. Thank you, sweetie. God wants you to go after it. Okay, well, if you don't care that much about it, then don't worry about it. Okay, let's go back to Trinity since we met. She got paid, so, well, surely I got a few times I can mess with her. Now, I was going to get that money out, right? But, Doc, hit me when I tell you. I got these boots on and my knee hurts. I bet you I wouldn't have walked it back there to you. No, y'all missed it. Y'all thought that was a joke. That's prophetic. I wanted somebody to have it. And I was going to make it. See, I ain't got time to teach them on faith and grace. But you had to be willing to come get it. Touch somebody and say, you better go after your dream. That was the wrong one. Turn to somebody and say, you got to go after it. Standing around here sitting and waiting and looking lost. But now watch this. Sit down. Don't, don't do it to him. Your faith. Your faith. Your what? Your faith is the vehicle to get you there. Hear what God sent me to talk about. Be careful what fuel you choose. Your faith is the vehicle that'll get you to that dream, that promise, that desire, that vision. But you got to check your fuel. You got to go after it. But sometimes, sometimes in my haste, I got to drive a, a, a happy blue F-250 with, with smiley faces in the headrest and suicide doors. Yes. Now, it's a 2013, but you know it ain't broke. And paid for. But it's a diesel. And every now and then, I get too much stuff on my mind. And I, um, I have been this close to putting the wrong fuel. And sometimes we get our dreams and our visions and our desires and the promises. And we make up our mind. I'm going to get that doggone thing. I'm tired of being broke or I'm tired of being depressed. Or I'm tired of being this. And you say, I'm going to get it. I don't care what happens. And I came to tell you, I want you to have it. But check your fuel, baby. Because some people use pride as fuel. Come on, bring me your mind here. Come on. Now we all. Okay, y'all, they're going to play me. They're going to play me. They're going to play me. That's all right. Because, uh, you know, y'all ever, <laughs> ever been in a store? and uh, <laughs> They look at you like you shouldn't even be in there. And I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm a little ghetto gangster, right? So I walk in there, and then they look at me funny. Y'all see that look? Okay, well, in my immature days, what days? In my what days? Yeah, them stupid days. I sort of act like I came for nothing in here. Give me three of them. <laughs> it, who done that? Don't. Quit lying. Who went in there and bought more than you were supposed to buy? Right? Then you like, <laughs> put that thing down. Snatch your bag. Some say, fool, you got to pay for that business. No. <laughs> How you going? <laughs> what you? Pride can fuel you, but it's a dirty fuel. Nimrod so wanted his name to be great. He so wanted people to see him. He said, I'm going to build a tower 
so I can make a name for myself. And when you and I let pride fuel us, that's what, isn't that what Lucifer did? I'm just, your Bible, you got a Bible. Y'all still, we still carry Bible. Isn't that what he did? He said, I want to ascend. I want to be like the most high. I want to be one. I want to walk in this. I want to do it. But it was pride pushing him. And you got to be careful. Oh, Lord. That's why. See, I, didn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't even going to come say this. Kind of, you got folk right now, not here, but they go down to my church in Greenville. They've got bags cost more money they got in savings. Now, it ain't here. I know some of my folk are watching. Red bottom shoes and no life insurance. Y'all ain't going to have church with me because pride. See, it's, 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 we want to put the persona on Facebook because that we have pride. We want people to admire us. I got to hurry. The other thing that we do, I ain't got time to mess with that too long. Other times, we... Pain. Is another dirty fuel. Okay. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. And I know I can't can't talk about everything. You know, I can't because if I share stuff, then they be tough. Okay. I just needed one person to say do it. Right, so there are certain things you have to be careful. That's why worship is so important. Because it's in worshiping in the presence of God. Because worship is that place of divine exchange. It is the moment and moments of all where my spirit and soul are made aware of the God that made him. And in his presence, I want to pour out adoration. But at the same time, I got to drink in who he is. That's, that's worship. That's, that's the purpose for putting down of myself. So if I don't get in worship, he can't reach down and heal the stuff from way back. So I remember being in college. I've always been big. I was, I was born. I was a juicy little baby. And... I went through like one or two years, I, little, I don't know what the, who that was, and then the rest of the time I just filled on out and up, right? And I was in school, and I've always been real pretty. Thank you, thank you. Oh, stop, 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 stop that, right? But I was in school, and I'll never forget it, and this guy was looking at me and everything, and he was looking, and he made this, and I'll never forget, he made this comment. He said, she's pretty. But she too big for me. Okay, so now here. Now this time I didn't go Richard Pryor because by that time I was a preacher. And I said, ain't nobody offer nothing to you. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, Coke bottle shape. I said, I got one. It's a two liter. And before, you and before you look a little afflicted, the next time you go to a restaurant, I want y'all to remember that. No, this is shameful. This is just a little pain, a little pride. Watch this. Next time you go to a restaurant and you get that soda you really love or that tea you really love, don't ask for a refill if you don't appreciate extra. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stretch your hands this way and pray for me. Stretch your hands. I didn't feel nothing. Pray. Come on again. You got to be careful that pain... Is it what drives you? Because you can go after something holy in an unholy fashion. Does God want you to live in the best? Of course. All you got to be is a parent to understand that. You want the best for your children. 
My job was to get, I was trying to get my son something. And I said, okay, I'm going I'm to I'm help with the honeymoon, you know, because, you know. And so he said, Mom, coach tickets are fine. And I said, okay. I tried. I did. And my husband said, that doesn't even make sense, because if you really tried, I mean, was there somebody in the way you couldn't hit the button? You know, because he like real smart and everything and stuff. So I tried to say it. Hit it, but I couldn't because I love my baby. And I was like, it's your honeymoon. I, you done had a wedding in style. And I went on to hit first. If I got that kind of love, oh, yeah, it costs me all kind of money. I'm going to take what y'all give me and pay for it. You understand? It Listen. Listen to me. But if God has that, if I had that, you know God loves you like that. Wants you to walk in that authority. Wants you to live in the best and function the best way and have that that the Christ has provided. But you got to be careful that pain is not your fuel. All you got to do is check. We ain't got time to mess with it. But Jephthah in Judges 11, who his, you know, he was the product of his daddy going to visit a prostitute when mama was out of town at a conference. Read your Bible. So he goes, he messes with the prostitute. She shows up pregnant. She waits just as good till she done had the baby. She ain't even called him or nothing. She ain't inbox him, nothing. She nothing. She just got pregnant, had the child, and busts up in his house at 5:30 one Thursday. That's what mine says. She rings the doorbell and the wife comes to the door. And she said, I need to speak to your husband. My God. And she said, I can't take care of this baby. And Jephthah grows up in a house where he's the symbol of his daddy's messing around. He the only one don't look that much like the rest of them. Watch this. And they couldn't stand him. And so he grew up. I'm getting ready to talk to somebody about your growing up. He grew up saying, that's all right. I said, that's all right. There's going to come a day I'm going to get y'all jokers back. And so there came a time some years and years later where they needed somebody to lead the army and to go fight. And he said, oh, here go my time. Yeah. He, uh-huh. The, uh, the first, the last, fitting to be first. Check this out. He said, that's okay. I'll do it. And then he got in front of God. He prayed out of pain. He said, God, I make a vow right now. I know how you like that. He said, if you let me win, he told them, he said, if I win, I become your, your, the captain. I become over y'all. And then he got in front of God. He said, you got to do this for me. In fact, I'll sacrifice the first thing come out of my door. Yeah, praying through pain. And y'all know what happened? He won. And he had to sacrifice his daughter. It's not worth that. It's not worth that. And it may not seem like Jephthah matters to you. But your issue could be you're trying so hard to get what everybody got. That you ain't home to play with your daughter. You ain't sacrificed her on the altar. But you sacrificed her for the car that everybody thought you should be driving. Not y'all, the people in Greenville. My time is gone. I need to get to the check. No, it's gone now, y'all. Y'all ain't going to have Pastor Andy sending me no video on my phone. Here is the thing. You got to check your fuel. 
And you got to check your focus. That's what's going on today in our text. Moses has been dealing with the people. People, you know, see, because when you want it so bad, that dream, it's a godly dream. That desire may be a godly desire. That vision, all of that may be from God. But you can get to a point where you're using the wrong fuel and you get it twisted. You lose your focus and you make what God gave you, dream, vision, promise, an idol. I'm going to get that God. They say we ought to have the best, and I'm going to have the best, even if that means I can't tie the giving building fund. I'm a... You understand what I'm saying? Because you got to have it so it's become an idol. Hear this. Don't ever forget this. When winning is everything, cheating becomes an option. And so God is dealing, and he says, okay, Moses, look here. The people have started competing and compromising. He said, I can't be, I'm going to tell you what. He said, look here. God just like mothers at, at the toy store. He said, okay, whatever, just get the bad. Listen. He said, look here, okay, fine. I'm going to take you there. I'm going to take you to your promise. I'm going to give you your dream. I'm going to give you everything you want. He said, but I ain't going. I'm going to get you there. I'm going to get rid of the Perizzites and the Gergeshites and the Jebusites. Y'all know the word coming through my mind. All of them. He said, but I ain't going. And Moses said, oh, wait, 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 hold on. Don't get it twisted. He said, God, that is not what we want. He said, God, he said, wait a minute, okay, hold, wait, stop. No, no. And in this day and in this hour, this the only thing I came to say. It took me a long time to get to it, didn't it? But this is what I came to tell you from God. God wants us to go after everything he promised us. But he wants us to check our fuel and check our focus. Because when we get to the point where now we're willing to compete to get it or compromise to get it. I ain't spending my life alone. I don't care. I'm going to tell you something. Pastor, if they need to get a little something before we get married, I'm going to look. I ain't fitting to be another bridesmaid. I'm. God said, okay, I'll give it to you, but I ain't going. And what God is calling for, he's calling for some people to say, whoa, 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 oh, 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 no, 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 God, don't get it twisted. I do want, I want the promise, but I don't want it that bad. Okay, I didn't get it. He said, I do want you to carry me to my promised land, but not bad enough to go without you. And the church has gotten so in such a fury to have the things of this world. I ain't mad at nobody for nice things. But you need to make a declaration out of your spirit that say, God, I want it, but don't get it twisted. Not that bad. I wish you would push somebody and say, not that bad. I don't want it bad enough that I can't have the presence of God. I don't want it bad enough that I can't feel the glory of God. David said, look, whatever you do, don't take your spirit. You can take my position. You can take my car. You can take my money. You can have everything, but don't take your spirit. We got to get back to the place where we say, God, I need you. I like the other stuff, but I need you. I need you because you keep my mind. If God wasn't keeping me, I'd be cussing and killing. But God, I need you. I need you to keep my mind in the midnight hour when all of my failures are coming back. Y'all don't feel like going real, do you? 
without God, I can't afford to be without you. Because when I'm without you, porn runs through my mind. All the stuff I used to be involved in, it gets all in my head. But I need, I need your presence. I need it for my sanity. How many say I need it for my sanity? I'd like to have silver and gold. Actually, I got me a little bit of it. But I'd rather, I wish I had a few people. I'd rather have Jesus. The church has got to get back to that. I ain't got to have Gucci, but I got to have Jesus. I ain't got to have Louis Vuitton, but I got to have Jesus. Thank God for my dark Martins, but I'll take them off and throw them before I lose his anointing because I need the every hour, every hour. What can you end up? Y'all got a bad church on there. I was getting ready to say, this is a bad church got an organist and I can't even find. That ain't flat. I need them for my sanity. When my heart is overwhelmed. Lee, don't let the big cross fool you. I used to be addicted to porn. That stuff run through my head, even in church sometimes. Is it okay to tell you that? I done said it, now what you gonna do? I mean, let's talk about it. And a lot of people feel like they're not even saved because of the stuff that attacks their mind. That's why I ain't mad at nobody. I said, this is who I am. This is me every day. I can't afford to try to pretend to be somebody else because then I can't hold on to Jesus like I need him. But I'm gonna hold on if I don't have nothing else. Give me this, Lord. Give me your presence in a magnified fashion. I need you to keep my mind. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I am. I need you for strength. I need you for strength. I got to go through some stuff. I can go through if you stay with me. I was going too long. I need him for strength. I need him for sanity. I need him for satisfaction. I got a lot of stuff. I thank God for it. I do. But it don't satisfy. I've had the privilege of being at the bedside when members are going home. I never thought I would care for that type of ministry turned out I love it. I just lay right up in the hospital bed with him. Talk to him. I don't even come till that time. Got elders and thank God. But that moment is me and them. I never heard one of them tell me I wish I had had some more stuff. I never heard one of them tell me I ain't have enough likes. And I'm telling you, I done had some younger folk to leave. But I ain't never heard that. One man I'll never forget he told me he had gone from 270 to about 130. And uh, I told him, I said, Doc, I call all guys Doc. I said, Doc, so I'm proud of you. I said, because you won this thing. Oh, no, 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 no. 
winning the fight don't mean not dying. Because we all got to die. I've kept the faith. Yeah, yeah, the, no, that's the victory. The victory is not to not die because we all going to die at some point. The victory is that I kept my faith. And he laid there, and this is what he said to me. He said, if I had not, I don't believe that sickness is God's plan for us. I don't believe that's God's will for us. But this is what he said to me. He said, if I had to go through this to get to know the word and the Lord that you have taught me, to have the peace that I have in this moment, he said, I'm glad for it. Because don't nothing satisfy like Jesus. Don't get it twisted. It's good to have stuff. It's good to have your dream and your vision. Go ahead and be on top of the world. God wants us in places of power. But not if he ain't going to be there. I tell him like this. I want every penny God has for me and not one more. I want every bit of influence. Every pulpit you want me in, I'll go. But not one more. God is looking for people who will prove his, their devotion. This is what... Moses, God said, Moses, okay, I'm going to go. That should have been the end of it. But Moses turned around in verse 15. He said, now, okay, let's, but let's be clear. I want you to hear it come out of my mouth. If you don't go, I don't want to go. I want to make it clear that I don't want all this stuff without you. God is calling his church back. From living under the control of the opinions of others to living our lives for an audience of one. Today, one of the ways you can tell we're operating off the wrong fuel is when God starts blessing us, we start hiding our hand. You told God when you didn't have a car, God, you blessed me with a car. I did it. You blessed me with a car. I had an old Chrysler, New York. I got five miles to a gallon. I don't know why y'all laughing. That's true. She know. That thing can hardly get any kind of mileage. And I told God when I got it, I said, God, I want a, a regular car. I mean, I, I, I want it. If you give it to me, I'm going to bring people to church. You know, I'm doing all that. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, God. And I did all of that. And then when he started blessing me, I don't want to have to wait on nobody. Say God, when you, if you bless me, this way folk be lying the day before lottery. God, if you'll bless me. If you'll bless me, oh my God, Victory Park is already done. You know what they said, Doc? Now here's the thing though. And you know, that might be good natured or whatever, but here's the deal. He says, it's according to what a man already has, not what he doesn't have. I can check to see what fuel I'm using and where my focus is if when there's a need in the kingdom if I hide my hand what God wants more than anything is to, to have some people that show him I want you more than anything else all this other stuff is great and I want it and I'm going after it but not with the wrong fuel and if I get to a point where it's it or you, don't get it twisted. I don't want it that bad. 
Today, I want you to do something. I'm done. They're probably not going to pay me, so I'm, they've at least saved that. Because I've been too long. No, y'all don't see all that red back on that clock. I'm, oh, okay, she said I'm fine. <laughs> it's a moment like this. To me, I know y'all took up your offering, and that's cool, but to me, it's not about that. I'm going to just put it out there. Because right now, there's, there's, there, there are a couple ways to show God that it's all about him. And one of them is with a sacrifice. Now, I know you already plan to go out to eat. I know you have. You changing reservations right now on your phone. But I'm going to tell you like this here. You show God where you really are with the way you give. That ain't Rosie. That ain't even Bishop. That's Bible. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. In this moment right now, there ought to be, there ought to be some folk in here that would say, you know what, babe, we were going to buy all this stuff for Christmas. We ain't got room for the stuff we got. Forget that. We, should, we ought to be able to have a couple hundred people bring a thousand dollars. And I don't, I don't, she can tell you, she's probably about to fall out because I don't ever be bringing up a mouth. I ain't going to do it today. But whatever you do, I'm a heart preacher. It ought to be about your heart. Tonight, is it, is it night? It's dark. Today, <laughs> I get confused. <laughs> Plus, I've been up so long. Today, for just a split second, how many know that message kind of hit some things in you? Can I tell y'all it hit some in me too? He said, he said, he told me this one thing. He said, I asked you to get up and spend time with me in prayer on this particular day. I overslept. I was like, well, I overslept dog. But then if I have to get up to go do something that's out in public, how come I don't oversleep then? Because I've gotten comfortable giving God what's convenient. And he's moved me away from it. Today, I want us to give. And I want you to ask the Lord what would reflect your heart to him. And then I want you to bring it up to the altar. Come on. That's all I'm going to say to it. Let's, let's ask him. This is real. This is for your victory part. This ain't for me. Or whatever this ministry needs it for. But it ain't even about the ministry. It's about you and God. And whatever you give, is that how y'all do stuff? It's okay for them to bring it up or they don't do that? Okay, well then, oh, on your phone. Where your phone? If it don't hurt, you, that may not be what he's asking for. Because sacrifice is not something that's incidental. It's a true incident. Did you get that? It's not just incidental. It's a true incident. It's like an event. For those that are giving your phone, come tap it up here. For those that are giving money, bring it now. This is between you and God. That's what I'm saying. It needs to be a moment where you move. It's all about your heart. Now, y'all can tell I'm not a gaming preacher, right? Y'all not talking to me. This is about you and God.
mind whispering to them that you love them as you give. Lord, help me to want you the right way. Maybe you're like Peter. Say, I love you, but I don't really love you all the way like I should. I'm still struggling with some stuff, God. But I'm trying to get better every day. Anybody trying to get better every day? Anybody glad about the fact that he's patient with you? How many feel like this message was for you because you were kind of going after some stuff? Anybody was in the, uh, the pain, fuel, to try to show folk? I've been there. Now, as we've given, I'm going to turn this over to these great, this great pastoral staff. But if this is true revival, then repentance should be taking place. I said, if it's true revival, y'all already saw I couldn't even get my hoop in the, in the flow. Couldn't even get in key. But if it's real revival, if it's God, repentance should be taking place. Say, God, I've gotten too comfortable letting everything else be first. I've gotten too comfortable not feeling you trying to feel everybody else. I have a whisper of prayer. Father, thank you. For the way you've spoken to us today. Lord, like Moses, we say, with humility, don't get it twisted. If you ain't there, we don't want the promise above your presence. We want our dream, but not to the detriment of our devotion. We want the vision, but we are not willing to sub be subject to old vices to get it and end up a victim. Lord, we want you above everything else in Jesus name amen as they come I need I need there it is the oh I need thee sing it like you mean it every hour I need Stand all over the building. Come, come on, would you stretch your hands? Come on, we're stretching our hands. Come on, I need. I need the old. I need the. Come on, if you need them, while your hands are stretched. I need the. Savior, I come to thee. Now tell him, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, we're lifted. Yes, Lord. 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 Yes, Lord.
that is inside of you to flow through you. We heard a word today redirecting our attention back to where it belongs. God, the hand that I hold right now, those of you who are online, just God, there's pain in the room, but healing is here also. So, Spirit of the living God, would you move throughout the rows today? Would you heal the brokenhearted today? Would you open blinded eyes at the response to your word today? God, help us. Help our focus to be redirected now. You being the center of our joy the center of our hope, the one that we chase after more than the riches of man. God, please restore the chase. God, please restore the hunger. God, please restore the thirst. God, please restore the drive. God, that will come running after you like never before. God bless Bishop this morning. God, she poured as a mother would pour to her children. God, as she's added to her family today, God, please expand her capacity for all that's coming, all that she will need to minister to. God, enlarge her territory now. And God, restore all that she's given. God, in all that she has to give, equip her for the days ahead. God, we know you can and you will. God, we're praying for our pastor now. While he's on sabbatical, that his strength would be renewed. His mind would be refreshed. His spirit would be awake. So, God, that when he returns to us, the fire, the power, the anointing, we'd feel it. We're thanking you for it now in advance. In Jesus' name. We all say together, amen. All right, y'all. I know you've been blessed by Bishop Rosie O'Neill. Let her hear it if you've been blessed. Woo! Thank you, Bishop. Thank you for being with us. Thank you all so much. We will see you Wednesday night. Join us online next Sunday. Make sure you're in person, 10 a.m. right here. Bishop Joel Tudman will be with us. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church/podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.